the f*** is that? <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. My apologies. What in the all types of blue hell? Yes, it's Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. That happened live. Those three words that, I hear about every time. Every time that plays, that happened, it's funny. That happened that live. Happened live. <laughs> Welcome um, back. Um, did anybody see that World Baseball Classic Championship last night? That incredible, incredible game. See, Team USA and Team Japan just need scrap everybody else. That championship game. We just need to see Team USA and Team Japan face each other every year or every four years in that exhibition, in, the, in that championship. Especially when you have Shohei Otani that facing was Mike Trout. Yeah, that dude was dealing. Shohei Otani. My gracious. What, what can you say? And Trout is his teammate. Trout is his teammate. And he blew 100-mile-an-hour fastballs by him. Now, Mike Trout doesn't miss many, many fastballs. Mm. He missed three of them in that at-bat. What a classic. When it first started, I kept saying, man, you need to cancel this. Nobody wants to play this. In the immortal words of Ron White, a great comedian, that's profiling. And profiling is wrong. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. What? No, 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 no. You're fine. No, no, no. I, I can't, I can't rock with the War Baseball Classic. No, I, I can't. I'm sorry. No, no. Yes, it's a wonderful. It was a wonderful stage, and the wonderful final was if great. I, if I USA know you, I think the reasoning is going to line with mine. Go for it. Okay, so we saw with the Dominican Republic in Puerto Rico, they had a really good game and and Puerto Rico won. But mm-hmm. Mets closer Edwin Diaz in the celebration. Lost for, is lost for the year. And he's gone for the year. And I, you know what? The one thing you're about to bring up is the one thing that frightens me, that always have frightened me. Because two very big players went down with injuries. Edwin mm-hmm. Diaz being one, and, and I hate to say the other player's name, Jose, Jose Altuve, Altuve Jose lost Altuve. for eight to ten weeks. Yes, yeah. See, so yeah, he yeah he's he's uh, for at least at least all of April and possibly all of May. So I'm like, I, 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 and and I get of course when you have country pride, you do go you go all out. I understand that, and true. I know and I know they have winter ball, so I know that you know they. They, many of these players play all winter long, so I understand that too. Why? Which which brings a question to me, and, and this is very hypothetical. 
Does it seem to you that with all the winter leagues that baseball is going the way of AAU basketball? Am I wrong in seeing in seeing that? I, I, if well, so, tell me where I am wrong. Because it, it seems that way to me, although it's a lot different. But I don't know. I, I just I just love baseball. That's that's it's the baseball fan in me coming all the way out. It's I just love baseball. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I do too. You know that. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it this way, but I think it's already gone that way. Yeah. And and I say that because and I'm trying not to bring this into the into the forefront, but I, but I have to in, in this regard. When it comes to baseball, those of our persuasion mm-hmm. don't even entertain it at all. No, they, they don't. I mean, the, the, those a lot younger than us don't even entertain it. You know, they don't un- want un- it. More to the point, they don't want to entertain it. And they don't want to entertain it. Un- un- unlike your father with you and my father with me, because with them, it was such a big love for them. It became the first sport we loved. Yes. That is not the case with those like our, like if we had sons, our sons' ages, or even our grandsons' ages now. So it's to the point now where the sport has been phased out culturally. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. not, I don't even think it's really what baseball's done. It's just what culturally has done done it. And and cult and, and culturally that started, I'd say around late eighties. Yeah. I'd say around late eighties is where that is where culture really came into play because you don't see that many black baseball players anymore. And it sickens me. It sickens me because when I when I play baseball, we saw a lot of I saw a lot of black kids really getting into the sport. Yeah. Really, really getting I mean, diving, like you and I, diving deep into mm-hmm. it, learning yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. my case, for a little while, playing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. All you know, it's all, all, all this. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, no question. No question. But you see more of the Latino persuasion in Major League Baseball. And what part to them? Exactly. I'm not downing them at all. Hey, right. I love Jose Altuve. I love Jose Abreu. All right? Mm-hmm. The Latin persuasion has, no, well, in essence, taken over baseball. It has. The Latin has. persuasion has, has taken over baseball. Okay, let me, let me say again. I'm not knocking it at all. Mm-mm. I'm not knocking it at all. Mariano Rivera. I tell you anything. Right. One of the greatest relievers ever. And I mean, one, he had one pitch he, for 20 he, years. One of the greatest relievers ever and the greatest closer ever. Yes. Yep. He had one pitch. One. One. And it, he made it work for 20 years. Mm hmm. Yeah. Back to of our, of our persuasion, Frank Edward Thomas Jr. AKA the big hurt. One was awesome. One AKA was awesome. number 35. AKA one of the most 
all also complete awesome, yes one power hitters purpose hitters yeah ever one of the most complete power hitters ever when do, you, when do you ever hear a power hitter for a career average 300 at the plate right 301 that's, that's crazy 301 lifetime average you you would think a guy like Frank Thomas would like being low 260s mm-hmm. or low yeah. 270s no right. he played 18 years and 16 of those 18 years he batted at least 300 that's crazy so it wasn't even that like out a, it wasn't even like a short window of time. no it was that's not crazy that's crazy it was not a short window 16 of those 18 years he batted 300 Want another one of our persuasion? Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, the prettiest swing I've ever seen. Prettiest swing I've prettiest swing I've ever seen. Prettiest. I've seen a lot of left hand. I've seen a yes. lot of left handed hitters have great swings. I mean, Daryl Strawberry comes to Daryl Strawberry, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. Yeah, oh God, Barry Bonds. One of the most compact swings I've ever seen. It's like that's why people don't like that on the bat. So fundamentally, fast. that's why people don't like Barry Bonds. He changed his swing. He did. People he, think instead was, of people having think a long was, swing that he had in Pittsburgh, right at the tail end of the, that run in Pittsburgh, and all the way through his run in San Francisco, he had a compact swing. Yeah, he shortened it considerably. Yeah, Jermaine Die, another pretty who swing. went through so many injuries early on in his career. And all he did in 2005 was deliver the championship-winning run and become World Series MVP. Right. And became one of the few players to hit a World Series home run off one Roger Clemens. Try that for size. See, when we talk baseball, and anybody that talks baseball with us, we kind of bring facts into the equation. Pay attention, fools. We bring facts into the equation. Now, there's a a couple people that will have the opinion that Ken Griffey Jr. does not have the greatest swing, the uh, the prettiest swing. Uh, We beg to differ, and I think there's a million of us that will beg to differ about number 24. Shoot, I can bring up Dave Sims and have him talk about it, and he'll talk about it for two hours. All I got to do is just plan the breaks within. Mm-hmm. Because Dave Sims have seen, has seen and called Ken Griffey Jr.'s games. And you know when he got a hold of one when he just drops his bat. Yeah. It just looks so effortless when he just got, when he just cleared the strike zone with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Gosh, how is it? Doesn't even look like he just puts effort into the swing. It's just, it's just like it's just a natural, just a natural, uh, just just a natural uh, movement. Just like that was poetry. That that swing was absolute poetry. And back to Frank Thomas. When have you seen a big man spray the ball to all fields? That, that, see, that's what I'm saying. That dude, he may have been a power hitter for sure, but. He was a complete he, he, hitter. That, that's what I'm saying. He, he, he was he was such an all-purpose hitter, all all-purpose and, co- uh, and complete hitter, to where you try to pitch him any way possible, 
he was a hard out. Period. That I he mean, was. And, and he was, and he was probably the next step down from when 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 people just had no answer for Barry Bonds. They just said, "Okay, well, screw it." Mm-hmm. Would would just intentionally walk this Joker. He, uh, and but the bases, but the bases loaded, uh, but the bases. We don't care, Coach. I don't care. Put him on base. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get that one swing that's gonna hurt us. Frank Thomas was like one step below that. Because later, later on in his career, when Frank was exclusively a designated hitter, more than more often than not, they would walk Frank Thomas. They don't care if the bases they they don't care if the bases are loaded or anything. They would walk Frank Thomas. Detroit three one three in the house. What's going on, my friend? Good to see you, Hawk TV. Good to see you. We're talking a little baseball here on Snowman of the Morning on this Wednesday. Y'all hey, already Detroit, know what's hey, going on hey, for Detroit, hour three, two. Hey, Detroit 313. What up, though? <laughs> How you doing, brother? I heard that phrase all through high school. Oh, I'm sure you did. Heard oh, that. I know, oh, I know you did. Probably from a whole horde of Pistons fans, who, or I should say people who claim to be Pistons fans who attended uh, high school. I'm, no, this is a real Piston fan. Oh, cool. You this, is, this, this is – wait a minute. I, I had a nice talk with uh, Chris Pame last night. We talked Bulls Pistons rivalry. You'll see that conversation later. Mm-hmm. But back to the sport that you and I loved growing up. You want to know why the, this is a theory? Some people will call it a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know why there's not a lot of black men playing baseball anymore? It's not. An immediate payout. That is the ultimate reason why this. That's why. That's Kyler, when I said, Mur- Kyler Murray. Anybody? That's why when I said it was a cultural mm-hmm. phasing out. That's yep. exactly what I mean. And it's because, it's it's been fa- it's been phased out since like the nineties. Yeah. And bit, because uh, <laughs> I've had so many people, including exes, ask me, "Why do you watch baseball? That's boring." It's to boring. you. To you. Here's here's the funny part, and I and look as much as as much as we both love Jordan. The the commercialization of Michael Jordan, not necessarily. Yes. We're, we're not talking about his exploits on the court. We're talking about off the court, off the and court. all of his because uh, all of this because endorsements. Know, That's the yes, word I'm looking for. Yes, endorsements. Because, yeah, because so I know I know we outside of Chicago didn't see all of his endorsements because I know right. he had a whole ton of them in Chicago. <laughs> but he had a lot outside the of Chicago. She- the, the, the Chevy Blazers started all of his Chicago endorsements. Right. And that was 1986. Right. Hawk TV, and, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, when we're talking about that long money, but you wonder point, yeah. what would ha- you wonder how they would be affected now right. if they so played the po- baseball instead of football. So you saw the popularity of oh wow, so you mean if, if if I if I dribbled that ball on the hardwood and I was actually was great at it, I can get I, I can get that type of money and get that type of uh, that pub, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And you start to see more and more of our persuasion gravitate toward basketball. And of course, then when the NFL started oh, to gosh. get going and get and get rolling, and to me that started I would say probably mid to late nineties, really. Yeah. Then you start to then you had people think, okay, well, all right, 
I can at twenty one, twenty two get that big time contract, mm-hmm. and 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 we can and have I can have my family eat right then and there. Out, out, out of, outside of college, I can have family eat. It won't be mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. And so then you turn the page to, you know, two thousand. Now, of course, then by by then we you know we had a, in, in NBA you had Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, Kevin Durant in the early two thousands. But yeah, you had Kevin Garnett and and Kobe Bryant already at eighteen being the league and yep. the popularity of them getting getting some playing time at nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Then mm-hmm. then that was it. After that, any 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 kid that when we were growing up, when we grew up, mm-hmm. that wanted to actually pick up a bat and a glove. Wanted to pick up a Spalding. <laughs> yes. Wanted to dunk. Wanted to have handles. Wanted to ha- not not a shot yet, but wanted to have handles. Wanted to have have bunnies. Wanted to dunk. That that's what they wanted to do. And all of a sudden, you start to see the emphasis of baseball being a wonderful sport that we grew up loving, and it was passed down to us to love. Yep. All start to fade. Yep. Because I tell you, I went through two different gloves. You did too. Oh, okay. I went through two different. I went through two different gloves okay. for the better me. part for the better part of eleven years. I went through two different gloves, and the manufacturer Wilson. Right. The first the 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 first person in my life to ever hand me a baseball. My grandfather, George Edward Downs. AKA Tiny. Oh God, he had a baseball nickname too. All right. Tiny was the first person to hand me a baseball. And he only gave me the baseball when he said, When you learn the game. He I saw two baseballs and I was so in the house and I was so excited. And I reached for one and he stopped me. And he said, When you learn the game, I will give you this I will give you these baseballs. Oh wow. So he that was his top. Ca- that was his caveat. So he taught you the rite of passage. So yep. Oh wow. So when you one, learn, he, he said it. When you learn the game, I will give you both of these baseballs. He wanted you to treasure the sport. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. He wanted me to appreciate, and to this day, I do. And here's I appreciate I appreciate baseball. I do too. Like like here, people don't me. under people don't understand how much I love baseball. Here's so funny about they don't. I agree with you. Here's what's so funny about this too. You remember why it was such a proud thing for your grandfather and your father. And yes. for my father and my step grandfather. Because we they weren't talking when we were young. They weren't talking about basketball as much. They weren't yep. talking about football as much. Right. They may, talk, they may have taught boxing a little bit. But the pride was baseball because that was the sport. Yes. That allowed us to play on the professional level before any other. Because joining us. Hey, Kaz, where are you located? I want to shout you out properly. He says stream looks so good. Thank you very much. I appreciate so it. We appreciate it. Hey, we got a Twitch comment now. It's reaching awesome. everybody. That's right. Love it. Good because. Abs- absolutely, absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But 
my dad made me appreciate the game even more by taking me to Sox games. Yeah. And same with me with Astros games. Yep. Yeah. Oh, hello. We're really international now. He's coming to us from Japan. Oh, coming from Sweet. Ja- All right. Good. Well, good. Sweet. Evening. <laughs> good evening. Good to evening you to you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. man. But, but see, like I said, dad made me appreciate baseball by taking me to games. Both men had me learn the game. Yes. And that was important. That was important. Because I remember when I would when I would go to those games with dad when I was six, seven, eight. In the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. For you, the Astrodome, and for yeah. me, Old Comiskey Old, Park. Old Comiskey. My father made it a point to explain how the game would go and what 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 I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Every single situation so that when I got of age, I could actually appreciate it myself and I could look at it from his eyes and it would get to the point where we would actually have conversations. All right, so what do you see here? Okay, I see you run on first. Dude! Dude! Run on first and second. Um, now, if I was the manager of the of the, of the team that's at, uh, at bat, I'd try to bunt them over. Yes. Now, now if I now if I was the pitching team, I'd try to throw I'd try to throw nothing but pitches low, so I can force a ground ball and <laughs> get a double play. Yes. I mean, we would have those types of conversations. We, we'd have conversations. The same with my father. We'd have conversations from a pitcher standpoint and a batter standpoint, mm-hmm. especially with runners on base. 